that whole question of the Ukraine conflict and where's Russia's place in the world right now is being discussed or perhaps it's been quietly ignored in the big G20 foreign ministers meeting which is going on as we speak in <coughs> India. Indeed, foreign ministers Blinken and Lavrov, I think, have met one another. Let me check in with Simon Marks, who's joining us live from Washington, D.C. They haven't actually been in the same room for a long time, Simon. Uh, they have avoided one another completely uh, for the last year since the war uh, in Ukraine began. But now we gather uh, that there was a brief encounter between the Secretary of State and his Russian opposite number, Sergei Lavrov. And remember that Sergei Lavrov is uh, one of those Russian officials sanctioned very heavily by the United States and part, of course, of Vladimir Putin's inner circle accused of committing war crimes in Ukraine over the last year. They both both, uh, in a sense, couldn't avoid one another because they were both at this G20 foreign ministers meeting in India that is supposed to be uh, laying the ground for the full G20 summit that India will host in September. Uh, and we're told this was a brief conversation. Uh, there were no negotiations that took place between them according to the readout that has been provided to Russia's Interfax news agency. The Russian foreign ministry is claiming that it was the Secretary of State uh, that asked for some kind of communication with Sergei Lavrov. Again, we only have Russia's word on that. We do not know uh, whether the United States is going to confirm that the American side requested the conversation or whether uh, they simply brushed up against one another in a corridor and had a brief conversation. Uh, but this is a moment uh, because it is the first time that they have uh, met face-to-face. -face. They have spoken once by telephone uh, and that was in relation to the prisoner swap that saw the release of uh, Brittany Griner, the uh, American basketball star who was detained uh, by the Russians for several months after uh, the Russians claimed that she had been found with uh, cannabis oil in her possession uh, when she entered uh, Russia, passing through Moscow airport. But certainly this is uh, going to raise eyebrows here. Uh, I think people will wonder what was discussed whether there was any discussion about the possibility of any sort of framework for a negotiated settlement to end the conflict, we simply don't know yet. But we do know that the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov gave a pretty uncompromising message at the end of that G20 meeting, saying that the foreign ministers were not going to issue a joint communique because of disagreements over the war in Ukraine. And it certainly looks as though that war is going to serve as as the backdrop for all conversations that take place within the G20 uh, over the course of the next many months. Now, um, Modi himself, of course, hosting this, desperate for them, some success to come from this meeting. But is it the case, Simon, that the, the kind of friction, the tension, the, it's not really the elephant in the room, it's... It I don't know. Well, the whole question. Center, yeah. It's right front and centre. It's not being parked, is it? And it's, it's going to be difficult to get some good decisions out of G20 today. Well, I, I think that's absolutely right. And, and as you know, Martin, I was myself in India uh, a couple of weeks ago. And when you travel across the country, everywhere you see these huge banners. I mean, literally from the moment you land and you arrive.
arrive at Delhi Airport to the moment you leave, you see all of these enormous banners announcing that G20 is happening, that the world leaders are being brought to India by Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. It's all absolutely uh, redolent of Narendra Modi's desire to uh, show the rest of the world that India is on the rise, that it now has a much more powerful voice internationally than it had before and uh, is convening uh, this uh, G20 summit in September because Narendra Modi is uh, the the president of G20 uh, this year. Uh, There are major clean-up operations taking place. I mean, I took a a visit to Agra, uh, the city where, of course, the Taj Mahal is located, and there's all sorts of painting and decorating and repair work already underway in that city, and we're several months before uh, the September meeting sees Joe Biden and Rishi Sunak and all the others uh, standing for photographs and uh, statesman-like imagery at some of these uh, very well-known Indian landmarks. And yet Narendra Modi, within the last few hours, appears not to have had very much success getting anyone to bury the Ukrainian hatchet and to focus on uh, his agenda, which is raising the profile of the global south, uh, pushing for additional uh, aid, for an additional uh, amplified voice that the global south, uh, he believes, uh, deserves to have in all of these international uh, summits and negotiations. It's going to be difficult to pursue that while the the, the main thing on the minds uh, of certainly the Russians and the Americans sitting around the table today and the table when it comes in September is going to be Ukraine. And for Joe Biden, it's going to be potentially complicated, that September summit. Will Vladimir Putin uh, attend? Uh, Sit next to him. That's I mean, the plan. How, how's, you know, how is that going to work? Yeah, and know, also, it's extraordinary, what, what is Joe Biden going to say about Narendra Modi and the very careful line that he's been walking over Ukraine since the war began? It's going to be very complicated. Indeed so. Um, nearly at the end of our conversation, we should just note, though, that the person who killed Robert Kennedy, uh, likely to stay in jail again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's now 78, Sirhan Sirhan. He assassinated uh, Robert Kennedy, the brother of John Kennedy, President John Kennedy, uh, in 1968 when Robert Kennedy was uh, running for the Democratic Party's presidential nomination. Uh, A couple of years ago, uh, the parole board uh, agreed uh, that Sirhan Sirhan no longer posed uh, any kind of public danger, but it was California's governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, who intervened and overruled the recommendation of the parole board at the time uh, that Sahan Sahan could be released back into society. This time around, for the 16th time, the parole board has rejected Sahan Sahan's application and they say that he needs to go away and spend more time studying why anybody would become a political assassin. He certainly had a long time to study that uh, since he was uh, jailed after his uh, early arrest in 1968 but the parole board is saying he's got more work still to do. Uh, Simon Marks joining us from Washington, D.C. Thank you very much indeed.